So we welcome in Sharks General Manager Doug Wilson. Of course, thank you for your time. I'd like to start off with the announcements that happened from the NHL this week, just to get your thoughts on the solutions presented for completing the 2019-2020 season and the plans for the draft during this, what is an unprecedented situation. Well, you know, it's obviously the uh, the NHL and the Players Association worked very hard, I think, on finding a format uh, that would make sense uh, should the opportunity arise going forward to, to resume back to play. Um, the one thing I'm very proud of everybody involved uh, uh, is that really the health of everybody is the most uh, most paramount thing going, whether it be our players, the staff, um, most importantly, our fans and, uh, and the community. And I think everybody has really taken that into consideration and I think um, uh, when and if play does resume under this format, the uh, uh, the health officials will be the ones that'll make that final decision. Uh, but I do know a lot of work went into it, and from our team, I know Logan Couture and I think uh, Martin Jones were very involved in that process. Uh, as far as the draft, obviously there had been a lot of discussion about the draft taking place in June, and uh, all our scouts and staff have been working extremely hard to be prepared for that. Uh, I think we've done up to about a between 150 and 160 interviews, uh, teleconferencing on Zoom, uh, to be ready for that. Uh, we've now been notified that it's going to be later on um, in the summer. So the work is done there. Um, draft is going to be very important to us, and, uh, and making sure that our preparation was in place was very important. Well, continuing on with the draft, uh, when making the drafting decisions, how much of the choice in the player is based on your input versus the input of the scouting staff? Well, we do it collectively, but the scouts are the ones that uh, you know have followed these players all year long. Uh, Timmy Burke, uh, uh, Doug Jr., um, Joe Will. I mean, we have a great staff. We've been very fortunate to have them intact for a long time, and they've performed very well uh, over the years since we, we started this in 2003. Uh, this year we've got seven picks, three picks in the top 60 in a very deep draft, so we're going to be able to get some very good players, uh, especially early on. So... Uh, in a year that you don't have the benefit of having a, a draft combine where you can physically uh, test players in Buffalo, mm-hmm. uh, the additional work and in interviews I think was really important, and I think the staff has done a great job in that area. Well, and clearly you're going to have different assets than you had a few years ago, but I'm curious to know what you took away from the Vegas expansion draft and how that might influence your approach with the Seattle expansion draft forthcoming. Well, I think you know we uh, you know we lost a player. We knew we were going to lose one, and when expansion comes, we lost lost David Schlemko. Uh, we had kind of planned for that, and we felt that we had some players coming underneath that made sense for for us. So that was our approach. Uh, many other teams had different approaches. Uh, Vegas did a very good job of taking advantage of the opportunities. It'll be interesting to see now when Seattle comes into it, where teams have had even more time to prepare for how they want to build their team or protect their assets uh, and players. Uh, in preparation for that, but uh, the people in Seattle, Ronnie Francis, Ricky Olchuk, will do a very good job. Excellent. Um, if we can go into kind of this past season, uh, obviously a disappointing one, but a few years past, the team culture was called into question. I'm sure you remember the quote about co-workers and not teammates, and during this past season, some in hockey media had speculated about rifts in the room, and Martin Jones recently saying, when it started to spiral, we went our own ways instead of coming together. Can you share your thoughts on how you can bring a team together and perhaps why this past season never quite came together? Well, I think it was a learning experience, and I think uh, with this group in particular, I think they all cared, and uh, I think there was a lot of frustration 
You get highly talented players that um, you know have high expectations. And we got off to a very poor start. Um, we didn't have a very good training camp, and certainly uh, the first month October we we did not play very well. And I think that's where the frustrations came. And sometimes players try and do too much. Uh, they all care, and trust me, we believe in our guys. And I think you learn through it and say, okay, that didn't work. That's not how we want to handle things. But I, I've had the benefit of uh, interviews with all our players. I've talked to all of them in the last little while. And, and I think every one of them to a man has said, you know, we know how we can handle this better. Um, they do care about each other. And I think they believe that we have the bones of a very good hockey team. If, uh, one, we can come in and, and get off to a good start, have a good training camp, because it's been two years in a row that we didn't have good starts to the season. You know, a year ago, uh, we worked our way through it, and we were very fortunate. This year, we kind of, November, we were one of the best teams in the league record-wise. December, we set back. And then, unfortunately, uh, you know, we had three major injuries to uh, you know, Carlson, uh, Couture, and Hurdle. And uh, with the league, the way it is with the parity around there, very difficult to continue to compete with uh, three of your best players out. As I'm sure you're far more aware than anyone else, every fan is an armchair general manager. <laughs> what is your response to those that look at the cap situation right now and maybe believe that too much money has been perhaps allocated on the blue line to the detriment of the forward group, particularly on the right side, and looking forward to ways to address that? Well, I think what happened, uh, I think you're probably alluding to the cap potentially being flatter than people expected. So yes. I think that impacts probably about 25 teams in this league. Um, you need to have talented players. And uh, if you take a look around the league, you know, you've got to have a certain level of talent and skill to be able to compete and win. Um, the two uh, you know, two players on the back end are two of the best players in the game. They've both won Norris trophies, and in Eric's case, multiple Norris trophies. So we're very pleased to have them. Um, do you have to make decisions through your lineup as every team does going forward and how you dedicate your dollars? Um, uh, that's the way it is. Um, for us to be successful, our best players have to be our best players. Um, you know, looking forward to them coming back healthy and in great levels of fitness um, uh, to start next season. Um, but I think every one of our players will look at it and, and believe that we do have the bones of a good hockey team. Uh, it'd be nice to add a couple more things and have some more growth internally. Um, but I have no problem with, uh, you know, with people caring enough to ask questions or, or voice their opinions. I'd rather have that than apathy. Uh, absolutely. And you mentioned the growth forward last September. Fans heard a lot of excitement about some players as camp was beginning. There were some notable contributions from a couple of the new players, but I, I would think it's fair to say that some may not have met expectations. Are there some guys that may have surprised you over the course of this season that maybe their expectations weren't set so high and they've more than exceeded them in your eyes? Well, I think what happened is, uh, you know, when we came into training camp, you know, there were roles and opportunities for some young players to come in and compete for. But when we had uh, a couple of injuries and we had uh, suspension to Evander Kane, what happened is some of the younger players were pushed up into roles that they probably weren't uh, expected to be in, and we didn't really expect them to have to be in. It's one of the reasons why we uh, we signed Patty Marlowe to bring him in and, and help in that area. But I think some of the players have um, have really gone through experiential learning this past year. If you look at a, a player like Mario Ferraro, uh, he came in and he's physically very strong. You know, He trained really hard uh, in college. He came in and I think he played extremely well. Uh, some of our other players, as they got more chances later in the year, uh, whether it be Dylan Gambrell or Alexander True or uh, Noah Greger, 
they showed that they are very close to being able to play uh, and not only play, but make a difference. Uh, we've got some other young players that we've signed. Uh, John Leonard, who is the leading goal scorer in all of college hockey, uh, is coming from the same program as Mario was in, and he's he's got a man's body already. He's built. Um, Brinson Pasternak, uh, really dominant college defenseman, a uh, very, very strong guy that uh, you know I think he is uh, advanced and ready to go, and we signed a goalie, Alexi Melnichuk, also. So mm-hmm. we've started adding players already. But a year like last year, and some of the guys that played in the Barracuda, which was the youngest league team in the AHL, they gathered a lot of experience too. So what you really want to see is a lot of competition coming into camp. We don't give people jobs. We give them opportunities. Um, and we think this uh, uh, this group of players and some of the ones that we've added are going to come in and, and help make us a better team too. Well, and last September, spe- speaking of Marlowe, uh, when there was a lot of speculation about Marlowe returning after being bought out by Carolina, you had, were quoted as uh, mentioning that it was time to kind of move on and, and grant the youth that opportunity that, they've, that they had earned. Obviously, circumstances changed and Marlowe returned. However, when Marlowe was moved to Pittsburgh, the post comments from that action sounded as if, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it almost sounded as if it was fate to complete that he would return to the Sharks next season. I don't know if you can speak to the plans on that right now, but is that potentially anything that, the, that a fan can look forward to as him setting that record in a Sharks jersey? First of all, everybody knows how we feel about Patty Marlowe. And as of right now, he's a, a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins, so I can't talk about his future, but... Um, mm-hmm. I think everybody should be able to understand how I feel about him. Let me clarify, too, because there should be no confusion um, about uh, last summer. We we promised a lot of the young guys the opportunities come into training camp. And when you give your word to people, meaning the young players, some of the guys that signed from Europe, some of the other uh, players that we brought in, uh, the expectation was that they would come in, they'd be given the opportunity. If they weren't quite ready for it, then we would add some players. And Patty Marlowe was at the top of that list and I'd kept that communication with both Patrick and his agent, and that's how it played out. It wasn't that we weren't that we were moving forward. It was that we gave our word to some of the uh, the people that had come in and committed to our organization that they would be given that chance. And mm-hmm. and Patty was uh, you know working hard, and and I knew he wanted to come back. And as soon as the opportunity uh, arose, um, we came to an agreement very quickly. I thought he came in and played very well for us and gave us. Uh, not only everything on the ice, but off the ice, and uh, was a very good contributor to us, as he's always been. With regards to the coaching staff, obviously no decision uh, has been made on Bog Bugner, but whether he remains or not, is it reasonable for fans to expect to see Sommer, Ricci, and Nabby back in their spot with the Cuda next season, or is that just simply up to whoever ends up being the bench boss next season? Well, first of all, they all did an outstanding job. Coming in halfway through a year is very difficult. And uh, the fact that, you know, uh, uh, Roy and, and Navi and Reach were familiar with their young players in our organization, they came in and, and were very, very supportive and, and really helped with uh, with Bob Bugner. Uh, Bob, I think, did a, a really good job of resetting how we wanted to play. You know, the, the second half of the year, I think we were playing the game more consistently the right way. I think the high-danger scoring chances went way down, which gave our goaltenders a, a better chance on, on many of the de- uh, defensive zone opportunities. Uh, I thought we played more to our identity and, and structure. Um, so I think Bob came in and made some tweaks, made some adjustments. Um, and I think 
especially prior to uh, Eric and Logan and, and Tomash getting hurt. I thought our team was playing some, some pretty good hockey, some of their best hockey all year. As far as going forward, uh, the process is to always be extremely thorough. There's no doubt that Bob has the inroads into uh, uh, the coaching position, but I have to explore every opportunity to make us be the best team possible. And it's also not just about the head coach. It's about the rest of the staff and the ingredients. And I think that's uh, to be decided going forward. There's no doubt that Roy, Reach, and Nabby are you know, going to be parts of this organization. In what role, that'll be decided uh, mostly by the, uh, the new head coach coming in. All right. And, and finally, uh, I'd like to know, I don't expect you to name names or teams, but there are a considerable amount of former Sharks that will be involved in the upcoming playoffs. Marlowe, Pavelski, Goodrow, Nyquist, Dylan, Donskoy, Braun. Is there one in particular you're secretly rooting for? You don't have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this. I have a couple of trade deals that should that team win a Stanley Cup, the picks that we acquired for them improve. So from a purely <laughs> selfish <laughs> position, uh, there's a couple of teams in particular that uh, I would be cheering for. You're going to have to look it up and see the trade deals that, uh, that benefit us. And uh, um, But no, it's we always appreciate any time a player has ever played for us. Um, you know, we want to treat them with the class and respect that they deserve. Um, and I think you, know, you always remember what they brought to the table, and uh, we appreciate that. So uh, we keep in contact with uh, with those players. We, we wish them all the best. And, uh, again, what uh, they were able to, to bring to us as an organization and to our fans, we, we appreciate and uh, and we go forward. I thank you again so much for taking this time to uh, talk to us once again, and we so look forward to seeing the Sharks begin their 30th anniversary season. So thank you again. Thank you. Make sure everybody's uh, staying healthy and safe and taking care of each other.